You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Alan Aguirre. I'm the host of the Chameleon Church Show. You're watching us live and direct. Well, you're watching me live and direct from the Wasatch Back, beautiful northern Utah. And you can watch here. Check this out. I, I have this stuff and I never use it. Oh, look, Alan Aguirre. And oh, social media. Look at that. Oh, it's wrong. That's wrong. Social media. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's probably why I don't use them. I have to go, go through them. Um, yeah, it's the Chameleon Church Show. You're catching us either on the Chameleon Church Facebook page. Uh, be sure to like it and, you know, whatever else you need to do on Facebook so that you will get reminders and alerts that we are literally going live or on the air. And if you're watching us on the Travelogue Network, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, be sure to... Uh, like their social media, their their Facebook page, as well as their YouTube. You can catch us on YouTube over at the Travelog Network, and be sure to subscribe to that and hit the bell so that you will be reminded also when we're coming to you live and direct on Tuesday mornings, 8.45 a.m. Central, here on the Google, on the interweb. Yeah. So it's weird, though. Here's, here's what they say. They say that the first... That your 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 highest your highest spike of viewership will be on around the seventeen or eighteen minute mark. I don't know how they figured that out, but it's absolutely true because I get the stats. I look at the stats, and we we hit a peak at the seventeen or eighteen minute mark, and there are literally people out there that will run like a ten to twelve minute intro, kind of like this. Watch, they'll 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 do this. They'll play something like this. for like 10 to 12 minutes while people gather. Uh, like uh, our Monday night, uh, we do a devotional every Monday night on the um, Exodus to Ingathering uh, Facebook page, as well as Zoom. We've been doing it for, I don't know, 65 weeks or something, every Monday evening. And we have a, um, a five-minute intro uh, that we launch right before the top of the hour. It's at uh, 6 p.m. Central. And... Um, yeah, but there's people out there that will run 10 plus minutes and uh, to get so, so that people will gather. So you watch, like right now, I have a timer. I have a, I have a little indicator here that there's seven people watching. I'm not quite sure where they're watching from or, or whatever. Not, I mean, not, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of the three platforms. I don't know. Anyway, it says there's seven people watching. And at the, at about, five or ten after it'll it'll be a lot higher than that it's just weird how it all below oh and we're losing people look at that yeah and also be sure to like and comment and um yeah it's the chameleon church show it's another tuesday morning and there's lenny parada sorry i didn't give you good morning <laughs> how you doing good 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 what's going on what's happening oh boy just uh still waiting for summer to hit Oh, it's hit here. Yeah. Well, my gophers are out. My lawn is just covered this morning with gopher holes. 
Oh. They come back every spring, and I have to chase them away. Wow. So I'm, well, doing, the I'm doing the Caddyshack chase. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah, we're in full-blown uh, heat. We got a heat wave going on right now. In fact, I think the next two or three days uh, is going to be, like, really, really, really hot. They gave us a warning and stuff. But, wow. But, yeah, so our week was interesting. We've had a crazy week since the last Tuesday morning. Tell us. 108 degrees, Tim says, where he's at. Well, uh, so we had all these people start coming in last week around this time uh, for the wedding. We had the wedding on Saturday for our daughter, Safrain. And some of you met her on the Chameleon Show show a couple weeks ago. So you saw, you heard her story about how her husband walked out on her about four years plus ago. And, um, so she's been a single mom and all that. But anyway, so all these people show up and, uh, you know, friends and family, they're driving in, they're flying in Friday. Everyone's, you know, then it was, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a good turnout. I was asked last night about photos. Why well, I haven't posted anything. My phone was being used to play the music. And so I'd never had a phone on my, in, on me at all. And so because I didn't have my phone, I didn't take any pictures or any video. And so I have nothing. All I have is what you have. <laughs> There's a hashtag. Was it called happily ever Walker or walkers? They use both hashtags. Well, you know, it's of course, it's not an exclusive hashtag. Other people are using it, but you'll obviously know it's my daughter and Joseph, if you know what my daughter looks like. And uh, so there's, there are some pictures on the uh, internet with that hashtag, Instagram, Facebook, and you might catch a, a video or a picture of me in my, in my kilt. I was looking good and I have no pictures <laughs> and it was, it was warm and there was a bunch of people, uh, a massive diversity of humanity. We're talking, you know, you name it. I mean, there was Christians of every denomination here. I did hear somebody say uh, he was a, a tour observer. He, you know, he eats clean and I know, and I, and I actually heard him say, it's, I love it. I love going to your party so I don't have to worry about what I'm eating. <laughs> I heard, he wasn't talking to me, but I overheard that. It's like, that was, that was fun. No pepperoni. Had, right, right. What are those things, that, you know, where you have meats and cheese and all what are those oh, boards? Meat platters? But they're called boards, something boards. Oh, yeah. oh, charcuteries. Right. So we had about, I don't know, four or five of those. And I mean, with all sorts of meats and cheeses and nuts. And I mean, just, it was really well done. And I think Safrain actually made those herself the night before. It was pretty crazy. But they were, yeah. So they were at, so I was at that charcuterie table. And this, and I overheard that. They were like, they could eat freely without worrying about what is that? Is that clean or unclean? You know? You uh, so I heard that. So that was fun to hear. Uh, what else did I hear? Uh, the, the groomsmen. So they're all Christians, right? And they all come from different, you know, various denominational backgrounds and, and all that. And they were bringing, you know, they, they were asking questions and I'm answering the questions and I'm trying to be, you know, nice about it. Cause I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to upset the groomsmen. I don't know these guys, you know. But it was funny because Joseph shared an antidote. He was talking about, yeah, one of the first, I goes, yeah, the first time we met was at a dinner. We had dinner and I brought up eating clean and you explained it to me. And then I proceeded to order, uh, what was it? Some, so, something with with shrimp. 
and he didn't realize it until afterward, right? And I and I go and I go, well, that was you know that was your first dinner with us, you know. Well, with when he met Christina and I, and he ends up ordering shrimp. And so I asked him, I go, did we judge you? And he goes, not at all. I go, of course not. You know, I really, and then I was able to explain, you know, I really believe that salvation is a spiritual gift. It's a spiritual uh, uh, revelation, salvation is. You know, I can preach all day long. I can heal you. I can have words of wisdom, words of discernment. You know what I'm saying? I can cast demons out of you. We can do all that stuff. But until God goes ding and you come to the revelation of your need for Messiah because God draws men unto himself, that's why I believe it's a spiritual revelation. I go in the same way. Charismatica, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Everybody says they're baptized in the Holy Spirit, but only what? What percentage of us are actually speaking in tongues, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, whatever, you know, prophesying? It's less than 20% of the church. You know, it's maybe 5 to 10%. Um, again, that, it's, that also is a spiritual revelation. You know, it's, it's one thing to say you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's another to actually be walking and functioning in the transformative giftings that Jesus said were how we were to go out and evangelize. We were to, but we were to, you know, when you go, go heal the sick, you know, heal them from unclean spirits, cast out their demons, raise their dead. Jesus said that. So he told us to do that. Listen to this, Alan. Here's a spin on what Jesus said. Remember when he said, uh, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because they said that we cast out demons, we fed the poor, we prophesied. Yeah. Could it be that it was name only? It's not just those who might have had that power, but what about all those that say, yeah, I'm charismatic, and he says, uh, I never knew yeah. you. Think well, about that. No one ever goes to that side of it. Yeah, you're right about that, and, it, and that's a good example because the Vineyard Church we went to in Texas, it's not that they didn't believe in speaking in tongues. Oh, we believe in speaking in tongues, but no one spoke in tongues. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the same as not believing in it. You yeah. know, I, I believe that if I jump into that car and start the engine and push down the accelerator, I'll drive. But I'm never going to get into the car, turn on the engine, and try to drive it. So, I, so I, no, I don't drive. Oh, no, I drive. I have the keys and I have a car, but I don't drive. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, are you actually functioning in the required uh, gifts of the Spirit that Jesus and the writers of the New Testament echoed that we are supposed to be functioning in? So anyway, I explained to them how that also is a spiritual gift. And then I also, then I go, and in the same way, when it comes to keeping the commandments, the Torah, when it comes to eating clean, wearing tassels, keeping the feast, keeping God's Sabbath, that's a spiritual revelation. And then one of the guys goes, well, da, da, da. I'm like, uh, 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 I know where you're going and you're going to incriminate yourself. He goes, no, well, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that. And I go, I go, well, first of all, you're going to go to Acts 10, aren't you? He goes, yeah. And I go, yeah. He goes, and you're going to say it's about Gentiles. I'm like, because that's what it says. <laughs> that's why I'm going to say that. It never says it's about food. So we went through that. And so when he said goodbye to me, you know, a couple of days later, he, when he said goodbye to me, he goes, can I at least eat turkey bacon? I go, yeah, but beef bacon's better. <laughs> so, so, you know, we had, so we had that going on, you know, we had pagans, we had pagans here that could, you know, you, okay. You were at Safran's first wedding. Yeah. You officiated. Yeah. Right. That was 
a spectacle to behold that wedding. It was wild. It was amazing, wasn't it? It was amazing. That, it was that quite, Koopa and inside the lights and everything you did was unbelievable. Yeah. So her first wedding was done in a nightclub that we basically took over for a, a day and a night. And it was intense, man. It was intense. It was, it was, it was a, like I said, it was a spectacle. It was like a, a, um, uh, a, a tea party, you know, like Alice in Wonderland tea party theme. So there was cost people in costumes. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And here's the amazing part about it. She organized and designed, and she did all of that from the back of a tour bus while on tour. Because we were literally literally on tour six, maybe eight months that year. And she she figured all that stuff out while on tour at, in the back of a tour bus. I don't know how she pulled it off, but she did. Anyway, here's, what my, here's my point. My cousin, whose father was an apostle, who I lived with who i was raised under you know at his feet blah 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 came up to me because it was when the hoopah th- when, when when everybody came under the hoopah and the, those the three sisters sang how great thou art yep that was that was crazy well my my own cousin who lived in guatemala with me came up and goes what the heck happened man what did i just experience and i had to tell him Remember that Jesus you used to believe in some whatever 30 years ago at some to whatever degree? Yeah, that's what that was. We had backslidden as well as Christians, saved Christians, as well as pagans come up to us and came up to me and asked me, what did I experience? What was that? What just happened there? What was that that just happened? And we got to tell them about Jesus. Well, the same thing happened this weekend because what here, here's what happened this weekend. It was a trans. It was a spiritual transference of of a, of spiritual authority, right? Yeah. I mean, she's been, you know, divorced. She's been divorced for almost four years. He left four years ago, four plus years ago. So she's been under our covering. But this was a transference from. Because there's children involved, there's three children involved, and they were they were involved, you know, and it was really emotional for them. Because here's the biggest thing that the biggest emotional aspect of it for Julian was this is this is proof proof positive because he see he's been holding out for four years hoping that his mom and dad get back together again. Poor little guy. He knew that this wedding marked that that will never, ever happen. He's been holding out for four years for that to happen. This showed, this was telling him, this, this was the sign, and he knew that this was a sign that said this will never happen. They will never get back together again. Now, as much as he understood that this was a good thing and Joseph being in their life is a good thing and and how that's all played out because it's been it's been really rad to watch that happen and they love joseph and joseph loves them um as much as he knows that that's a good thing he still had to deal with the emotions that my mom and dad will never get together again 
So there's this, so there's children involved. There's, there was this transference of spiritual authority and it was evident and it was thick. It was so thick, this transference. And I even said, look, you know, when I brought up Boaz, cause we, we have to bring up the Boaz thing. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had to bring up Boaz and the kinsman redeemer and redemption and blah and how we prayed and we've been praying this and this is what this meant. You know, Boaz is the kinsman. He's redeeming the line of Naomi through a Moabite woman. And I go and I go, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, please be sure to, to you know, if you don't understand what's going on here, this is what's happening. This is a transference of spiritual authority. Weddings are the best uh, way to preach the gospel, I yeah. think. Yeah, they're incredible. That and funerals, but mm-hmm. weddings, <laughs> weddings yeah. are incredible. So, so you know, I got to spend the rest of the, the wedding ceremony, you know, the, wed- the rest of the wedding and the reception. Um, you know, people would come pop up and ask little one-liner questions, you know, being real, you know, asking about it. And, uh, and, you know, and again, and I bring that, again, we had, we had pagans, we had Buddhists, we had Mormons, we had ex-Mormons, we had uh, people of alternative sexual lifestyles. I mean, you name it, we had it, because that's what we do. <laughs> that's how we roll. That sounds like the kind of feast that the Lord would throw, really. Exactly. Is. He'd exactly. go out to the streets. Everybody can come. Those that were invited didn't come, so we went to the highways, byways, and alleyways, Right. Right. You know what it says? It's exactly what it says. People know us. People know that that's what we do, and that's how we do it. Well, you know what? Eating uh, clean is probably one of the last things to go. It always is. Never yeah. fails. So it was quite the. Uh, so we did. So that's that was Saturday, and uh, and it went on till about you know ten o'clock. We were very polite to our neighbors because it was in our backyard, and we you know shut it down you know because we had music going and dancing and a little dance floor and. Yeah. What a week. Yeah, and so and then people started leaving on Sunday and we had a house full. And so I mentioned last night how I haven't slept in my own bed. So what I meant by that is so we've got, you know, a couple spare rooms, you know, a couple of guest rooms and whatever, but we had the, all the grandkids here. We had all four grandkids here and they love sleeping in our big old honking what is it, a California king or queen, whatever the big bed. So all the all the little grandkids love sleeping in that bed, and uh, and so to accommodate my wife, I don't sleep in it when when it's full of kids because it's just it drives her up the wall, you know. Because she wants her. There's a great commercial for a mattress company, and they buy you know she the the wife's in the bed all by herself. She's like all sprawled out. She's she's got all, the, the whole bed, and the husband walks in all you know with a mohawk, dressed up like a punk rocker. He goes, honey. I got the band back together again. She goes, oh, that's nice. He goes, and so we're going to go on tour. She goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And he goes, can I take the minivan? And she goes, yeah. So Because now she gets the bed all to herself. <laughs> He's leaving. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I haven't slept in my bed since, I don't know, Thursday or something like that. We've had all the grandkids here. And they're all in my bed. Oh, I get wow. I get my bed tonight. Yeah, I'll be sleeping in my bed tonight. Yeah. You know, me and Linda were reminded to pray for the kids. That's one of the things we just did this last week. Yeah, because that's a that always is a hard transition. Yeah, 
And Julian's boy, he's smart. He's really smart. So, so Julian gave a toast. I know somebody has it on video. Oh my gosh. Was it brilliant? He put every man that was there to shame. Man. They were, you know, he, the, what came out of this guy, little guy's mouth and his heart was so quickening. Wow. To every man in that. At the at the at that that hurt him. It was like you could hear a pin drop. You could tell the kid was speaking from a place that we all need to be listening to and being and be aware and attentive to. And uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. I mean, it was intense, and he's crying through the whole thing. You know, and it was and half of it was speaking to Joseph. It was insane, man. It was insane. I was stand. I was with uh, a friend of ours and his lover, you know. And so I was I had one eye on him, wondering, you know, watching his reaction. And wow, you know, if and I th and this is the first time I've thought of it because it's Tuesday. It's it just happened, and I and it's been a whirlwind. But you know what? This weekend, somebody mentioned. One, it was one of the groomsmen or somebody. Somebody mentioned that, wow, I've been hanging out with this family for the last three days and I've seen something I've never seen before. You know, these people literally actually practice what they preach. So, and, and again, we've heard this, we've heard this for decades, how, you know, somehow, for some reason, somehow, some way, my wife and I, our marriage and our family, and it is less than perfect. Oh my God, believe you me. Um, <laughs> But for some reason, people like go, wow, this is like an, exa an example or whatever. I don't know how, how that translates because <laughs> it's, it, oh my gosh. But, um, but I haven't thought of this until just now. And that's not only did we hear that testimony once again over the weekend by someone we didn't know who has been watching us for the last two or three days, how you know, we literally do practice what we preach or, or, and we exemplify all that. But with what Julian said, absolutely screams Deuteronomy six, you, your son and your son's son. I just had my grandson at he's, he'll be 11 at, at, at July 31st. So he's 10 years old. Well, you know, it speaks to the fact that he knows that Yahweh is his father. Yeah. He knows his father. And that is that is a, a testimony to you and Christina and to Safran yeah. that as much as he loves his, his dad, which he should, mm -hmm. he knows his father in heaven. So even in that broken heart, God's comforting him. And the yeah. reality is, is that he's a man. He is a man of God. Just, just thinking about that. Yeah. It was, it was wild to see, man. You know, it was wild to see this little kid just own it. And every man in that, every man 
that was watching him and just going and they're eating up his words and the heart and the spirit that he was speaking from. it was a trip dude it was a crazy trip somebody actually said oh you got a preacher there you know i'm like well that's kind of like cheapening it but no it's more than that we yeah have, we have a prophetic voice there is what it is yeah it was a trip man it was a trip wow it's a trip what else That's... um yeah we had a, we had a uh taco tr- uh what is uh what are the food truck you know yeah taco food truck Oh, that was funny. So that's the way to go. Yeah, that's we have a really long driveway we, we, you know, where you can park all your trailers and your campers and all that. So they have a big truck, one of those big Texas do what trucks with a taco trailer in the right. So it wasn't a truck, you know, like a food truck, but it was a food trailer. They couldn't back it up. My wife had to go out there and go, Do you want me to do that for you? Because she was like, They're about to hit our garage. And I'm like, Oh, man. And she <laughs> she backed it up, and everybody, a bunch of people saw it, and they were like, "Oh my god, the mother of the bride just backed up that whole truck and trailer." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's what that's what thirty plus years of touring will do for you." That's just funny. people must think we're a freaking sideshow, man. I'm running around and killed. <laughs> my wife's backing up freaking food trailers, food truck trailers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we must we must be a sideshow. Got to be a trip, right? Was it a local truck from Heber? Yeah, yeah, it's a local local around here from somewhere. Yeah, around from somewhere around here. Yeah, so we had what's it? So we had the tacos. It was unlimited, all you can eat: carne asada and chicken tacos. It is right, Steve. That's yeah. so Aguirre. Here, let me let me let me move your do what truck for you. Let me back that trailer up for you. Uh, those of you that don't know, Steve Pinder and I have known each other for quite a long time. We've done business together. We've done ministry together. I don't know what what haven't we done together, Mister Pinder, Pinder, with your little finger. Remember that, Steve. Yeah, so all you can eat, unlimited, <laughs> unlimited uh, carne asada and chicken tacos. Oh, they had something that was very, I'm like, why do you have this? Because it was very Israeli. They had all this chopped up cucumber. And I'm like, oh, I love that because it's, you know, that's, I think that's the only thing. That and the hard-boiled eggs was the only thing I could eat when I was in the Galilee. <laughs> I don't eat Middle Eastern food. I don't like all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, so we had all this all-you-can-eat taco. And then we had... Um, a dessert place. Uh, they had a set. They set up a little stand, and uh, they had um, it was like ice cream with like all these different cookies, all these desserts. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, I don't know how they pulled it off, but if you saw the pictures of the backyard, the backyard looked amazing. Oh, we have a really big backyard, and it looked even bigger. We had, and some of our neighbors showed up because. So what we did is we went around and invited neighbors to the reception. And if they wanted to come, they could. If because we told them, hey, we're going to have we're, this is what we're doing. There's going to be a bunch of people. We apologize in advance, so you can come if you'd like for dessert to the reception, or uh, please accept this uh, red box code and this popcorn and and have a have a nice evening at home. <laughs> so <laughs> no complaints, no cops. Unlike Shondell's wedding, Steve Pinder mentioned earlier that uh, he's got a picture of me and a and uh, and a police lady talking because we had cops called on us at Shondell's wedding and I had yeah I had to deal with that 
that's that's that was our week and so as of today my daughter and her son uh, her husband and our baby baby granddaughter two and a half year old little eliora they left this morning they're driving back to dallas my in-laws are driving back to they're going to colorado they're actually doing a road trip my in-laws and um can you believe man my 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 father-in-law is 80 years old dude yikes i met that guy in 1980 i've known that guy a long time and he's still man he's still kicking man he got in. He got in our. We had our kayaks out on the lake yesterday. We took all the kids to the lake yesterday. Spent the day at the lake. That's why you see all this red. It's not because I've been drinking, people. <laughs> um, he got out there on the kayak, man. He's still active. He did quit playing basketball about three or four years ago. He's been playing basketball his whole life. But yeah, eighty years old and still going, still work. You know, yeah. Jeez. And. Uh, so they drove out this morning, and my mom, she's flying out today. So she's she's on her way to the airport now. So uh, by tonight, it'll be almost back to normal. Crazy week. And uh, Safran and Joseph are uh, out and about somewhere in Boston having a good time. I guess they went to a Red Sox game last night. And she's like, whoever thought I'd go to a baseball game on my honeymoon? <laughs> that is not an Aguirre thing. But apparently it's a Walker thing. And I'm like, man, he's got to be excited. He goes, yeah, he's really excited. Boston, boy, they had some of the best food, too. I've only been one time. I could never understand that. And we finally got, I finally got to Boston a few years ago. And I was just, because I've been a history buff my whole life. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, the Sons of, the sons of Freedom. Yeah. Wow. No, oh, no, Sons of Liberty amazing these guys i've been there a few times the market and just all the sites everything you can see unbelievable we made martha's vineyard i was surprised at how small it was boston proper it's tiny yeah Hmm. it's all concentrated all right you talk now you say something i've been talking my um i've been talking a lot here well now that the all the excitement's over we what we get to face is to moose (laughs) (laughs) the thing that that, uh, we need to prep the people for oh man you know we hard-coded it into our calendar (laughs) yes um so yeah if you don't have our calendar we have we actually have a go to planetbluemedia.com and just look around all right do yourself a favor and we have an amazing 66 week calendar planner and it goes through april of next year so it's not like Oh, the year's almost done. It's only a six-month calendar. No, it's 66 weeks, not 52. It goes past December 20, you know, 31st because it's, we're, this is based on God's calendar, biblical calendar, not the Gregorian. Now, the Gregorian is in here, obviously, because that's what we use, but so is we also have in here the uh, biblical dates and all that. Anyway, what Lenny is talking about is uh, what month are we on? Oh, look at it. I've been so busy. I'm not even up to date here. I'm, I was so busy. I totally forgot to actually um, create Dave's show <laughs> until this morning. Well, what reminded me was last night, I go, if there's any month in the next two months that we need to understand what spiritual authority is and be under spiritual authority, it's these months. Wow. You know what? Um, I've, I've never really done this before, but on the Chameleon Church show. But like I like every Monday night, we do a weekly devotional from uh, our Exodus to Ingathering 
devotional series, the field manual series. And so we are on month our, our second book. We're done with this one. But I mean, you can read this anytime and in any order. It's not dated and it's not like, you know, you can read this for the rest of your life as well. So last night we were talking about um, budding staffs of a of spiritual authority or something like that is what we called it. And it was about after the rebellion of Korah, God has Moses round, you know, round up a staff for each head of house, head of father's house. So there's going to be one for each tribe. There's going to be 12 staffs. And the one that God chooses, the, the man of that staff, you know, we're going to, once and for all, God basically says, once and for all, I'm going to prove to you who's in charge here so as to shut up shut the mouths of the rebellious lest they die he's tired of these people israel israel he's tired of the children of israel constantly complaining about moses and aaron and constantly trying to usurp their authority god's like i'm done with this so once and for all and so anyway we, we talked about that we and, and then we talked about how we talked about spiritual authority so Go to Exodus to Ingathering, either the Facebook page or E2I series YouTube, and go watch what it is. Go watch last night's uh, devotional and then buy the devotionals and join us Monday nights. So that's this is what Lenny's talking about. Um, in the month of June, right here, this is where we're at, we just entered. Oh, yeah, so uh, Friday night was the visible crescent. We saw, so it's the new moon of the fourth month, the biblical month, uh, the fourth biblical month. The Babylonian name of this month is Tammuz, which is a pagan god. <laughs> Yay, Babylon. Um, and so thank you for uh, everyone that uh, sent in their first fruits offerings and thank you for those that are still, you know, gathering them and sending them in. Uh, you know, it just happened. Today's Tuesday and the, the new moon was Friday night. So thank you. We really do appreciate the support of the ministry. So anyway, so in our calendar, see, blah, blah, blah. Um, we have on the, on the margins, on the monthly margins, and on the, we have a two-page month view and a two-page week view. So any projected dates based on the biblical calendar we have up there to help you keep track of what's going on. And we debated whether we should do this or not because we've never done it before, and we opted to go with it. So what we've done is we hard-coded the dates based on on the fixed calendar, which is usually a day or two off from the, the new moon. Either way, we're all going to be okay for all you legalists out there. That, uh, you know, don't, don't be afraid. There's this thing called the season of the basilisk, and it's going to begin the 27th. That's the projected date, the 27th, which is the 17th of Tammuz. So on or around, see, I haven't even marked, I haven't even gone in here and put in, filled in the actual dates. So Shondell's birthday, Saf's wedding was Saturday. So Saturday, 
the 12th of June is the first day of the month. So let me just write one down there because I haven't done that yet. So what we do is when you see the visible crescent, which was Friday night, the 11th, we have space next to the Gregorian date of June 12th where you can write down the number of the month of the, of the day, biblical day. So that's zero one. And that means the 13th is zero two, zero three, the 14th, zero four, zero five, zero six, zero seven, zero eight, one moment, zero nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. The 25th of June is the 14th, 15th, 16th, and then the 28th, Monday, is the 17th of Tammuz. We have the 27th down here, but that's all right. Not everyone, everyone relax. <laughs> so, on Monday, June 28th, it will be the 7th. Oh, my gosh. We have a student. What the heck? I think we have a student driver trying to parallel park in my front yard using my van as the car to parallel park behind. <laughs> this is live. Last night, I saw my, my wife's chihuahua running down the street live last night. And I'm like, Alyssa, who's in the other room, can you go save the dog? Yeah, well, they did it. They parked it. They did actually a good job. Man, this stuff that... Anyway, so Monday, June 28th, Monday, June 28th, will be um, the 17th of Tammuz, which begins what is known as the Spirit of the Basilisk. Well, I'm sorry, the Season of the Basilisk. And so what we should probably do is on Tuesday, the 22nd, there they go. They didn't hit my car. You're welcome. <laughs> so what we should do is Tuesday, the 22nd, we should um, have a little chat about that. What do you think, Lenny? I think we should. You and know, it's the day that Moses broke the tablets and they erected the golden calf. And it's a bunch of stuff spiritually attached to that. Yeah, teach Definitely. on Basilisk. See, I'm using my calendar. Camille and Church Show for Tuesday the 22nd, we are going to teach on the Basilisk. And so, Lenny, uh, you have a couple weeks to, to get that teaching ready. There you go. You have some of the best teaching on it. I've, I've heard, so. Well, I'll, 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 I'll be here. I'll back you up. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Yeah. It's interesting, both Torah observant and a lot of the Christian church understands that season. Yeah. Different circles of the Christian church, the prophetic side. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll give you, and I'll, I'll share my testimony on how I came to, you know, understanding and knowing about this. And yeah. it's a real thing. Here, here's the thing I tell Christians, man. Whether or not you believe what we're talking about really doesn't matter. It has no re relevance in any reality. Just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's not happening 
doesn't mean it's not going on. Uh, if you don't believe in the spirit of prophecy, it doesn't mean prophecy doesn't exist or that there are vetted prophets out there. You know what I mean? Just because you don't believe that there was prophecies 8 to 12 years before it actually happened, a Trump presidency, doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just because you don't believe in speaking in tongues doesn't mean it's not real. Just because you don't believe in healing the sick or casting out demons doesn't make it unreal. In the same way, the fool says in his heart there is no God doesn't mean there is no Elohim in Israel. There's a proverb, let God be true and every man a liar. Yep. And just because you might not understand what it is that we're going to talk about in two weeks about the season of the basilisk doesn't actually mean it doesn't happen. Wow, that's a little weird, Alan. You're talking about... Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, you know what's even weirder? You believe in a dead carpenter that rose from the dead. You don't think that's weird? That's pretty freaking weird. Why is that normal? Why have you normalized that, but the rest of, but the rest of spirituality isn't? See? Yeah. Hello, McFly. That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> hey, Lenny, I don't need your help. I can trigger myself. Uh, that was good. <clears throat> Classic. <laughs> that was good. Oh my gosh. I was literally told, because I make a joke, you know, when, when I'm like, if I'm upset with my wife, I'll just go, I'll go, Mawage. Remember that from uh, uh, Princess Bride? Princess so I was, I was literally told, don't say that, because I was officiating. And I said it. Because so I'm about to, you know, I'm about to read something that they gave. They, they gave me a script. They had to give me a script. They were like, we don't trust you. You can't, you can't wing this because you'll just, yeah, don't do that, please. And so I said something about marriage, and I went, marriage, and I go, and I looked up, and I go, marriage, and Safran looked at me, and I'm, that's when I realized, oh, crap, you told me not to do that, and I just did it. <laughs> marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a trip. Uh, so, yeah, Season of the Basilisk is coming up in a couple weeks or so, three weeks, and we will talk to you about it. We will teach on that. We um, we have it in our calendar, and it's a three-week period of time. It begins on the 17th of Tammuz, or the fourth, 17th of the fourth month, and it ends on the 9th of Av. The same day that both temples were destroyed you know every good jew knows that god destroyed the first temple on the ninth of av because of disobedience every good jew knows that the second temple was destroyed on the same exact day the ninth of av centuries later but they they're not really necessarily quite sure why well we do they massacred they, they slaughtered Messiah <laughs> like 30 years prior to that. Yeah, they don't connect the dots. Just like a lot of Jews don't connect the dots, that Feast of Trumpets is a memorial for the trumpet, the shofar of God on Mount Sinai because they don't want to remember that because they balk at his ketubah. They balked at his wedding, his proposal of marriage. On, at Sinai. No one wants to memory, remember that. So let's change it for a new year with honey and apples. 
kind of like, you know, Christmas and Easter, <laughs> exactly like Christmas and Easter. Where do you think we got our perversions? You know, it's the same spirit of perversion. Ugh. I told you not to, not to trigger me, Lenny. It's okay. I mean, right now, Israel's upside down. Oh. Netanyahu's out. And some are prophesying that he'll get back in there. We'll see. We'll see. But it's kind of crazy right now. Yeah. The you know. world. All the gaffes that Biden made. Oh, my gosh. At the G7, he froze three different times. And they're just highlighting it. Uh, not regular news, but yeah. Fox is funny. You know, you get what you we, we get what they voted for. You got it. You got it. We'll see. May twenty twenty two. We're yeah, gonna pull st- it out. You watch. Watch what happens. Have you stolen anything recently and covered it up? I don't know, like croissants or croutons at a salad bar or yeah Lenny what I I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm reading some stuff over here on the right hand side no I haven't stolen anything That's not good. lately thou shall not steal what number of commandment is that it's in there it's in there somewhere there it is oh man Uh, what else is going on, man? I've been in a whirlwind. I'm lack. I am sleep deprived. My voice is hoarse. Right now, all the uh, just on the national front, the um, Russians and the Chinese are making a laughing stock out of this presidency right now because he said he's talking tough and he gave the farm away to Russia with the pipeline, closed down ours. China, even though the, the news is trying to uh, put the whole uh, COVID thing on them, they're just laughing it off because no one's following through. So it's all of, all of it is this rhetoric right now, just a lot of rhetoric. Wow. But you know what? It's obvious to... The American people, Lance Walno said, you know, that 70 million has grown to about 150 million now that uh, know what's going on and they're not dumb and they're just biding their time. I know Lance has been very active recently. Unbelievable. Mr. Paul, he was on the healing rooms. Wes wow. Campbell just, uh, uh, um, he made yeah. it on there and he was, it, it was interesting. He did a whole thing out of Daniel hmm. on the healing rooms and putting it in the same context of what we just taught about. And it was interesting. I, th- I found it really fascinating. I saw over the weekend he did a string of Instagram stories talking major smack, man. Like just talking smack, good smack, you know, like truth. Yeah. And uh, I've been so busy, I haven't been able to even th- you know keep up. But, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. He's Man. he's getting around. Yeah. He really is. Hey, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, hit the bell, whatever whatever platform you're on. Don't forget to do the social media stuff. My son's always, did you do that? Did you did you did you tell him to like it? Did you tell him to subscribe? So I'm telling you now, do it. 
So I can tell him, yeah. Help, help with the uh, algorithms and the numbers. And, uh, you know, if you believe that what we're talking about is relevant, important, of the, of, of the Spirit of God, then, you know, share, like, subscribe, buy some books, help spread the love. We need to do some sort of referral program where people can buy books at a discount, especially since, you know, they're going to go give them away to people. They're great tools and great resources. Well, we think so anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The calendar's the best. My gosh, I'm using that daily. Yeah. Awesome. It, that just... I think it's a great resource. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm using it more this year than I ever... It's just really... Oh, cool. I yeah, Alyssa's, Alyssa's going to be uh, compiling the next one so we can get that out by August, uh, September latest, um, for the Root Awakening in October. That's coming out. Okay, see you later. Lenny's left. Lenny just left. Hey, Lenny, what are you going to do? Are you going to do something? Are you going to do something so I can go get some more coffee? <laughs> Where's the rabbi when you need him? Well, did I just, just say that? I just, that out loud. <laughs> I just had to let my dog out. He's with me in here. So. Uh, did you hear what I go said? Ahead, go get some coffee. All right. Hey, it's the Lenny show. There you go. Here we go. Ready? Ready. Three, two. Well, I'll tell you one thing. One of the things that we're going to be looking at, we just finished Daniel. And uh, <clears throat> for the branch of Forerunner Ministry, we're going to uh, highlight Matthew 24, but we're going to be doing um, highlights of Zechariah and Obadiah and uh, some Old Testament prophets that speak to not only his coming, but when he does land here on the planet and what goes on. There's some excellent materials out there by uh, Joel Richardson right now. I really recommend you to get his uh, uh, book on uh, Sinai. It's just fascinating. So um, we're going to be highlighting some of that stuff. So, And you can also catch our whole Daniel series on YouTube, the Branch Forerunner Ministry. But one of the things we're looking at right now, this lull of what's going on, just the laughing stock that's being made, this is all a setup. And one of the things that came to my mind is that with the midterm elections coming up, and if we look at the political side of this, I think we still, one of my prayers is that we get back in there to the point that we can pull our country out to become one of those sheep nations because he's going to judge the goat and the sheep nations. And the way we have been going, we're one big nanny goat. And uh, I think he still has us and we have to fight for that. You know, one of the things that people don't realize in the book of revelation is that the prayers of the saints that go up before the Lord those aren't the saints that have been martyred. Those are the saints that are alive that he gives them the power to call the judgments down uh, from heaven. So if we're going to be used to that extent with the angelic during uh, what Revelation 6 and 7 says, what are we doing with it now? We have that authority in intercession and the prophetic to change things, and we can't forget that.
they always try to bypass that. But I want to, I want to say very, very clearly is that we have spiritual authority if we walk in those places of obedience. And really, really important. So, Alan, are you ready? All warmed up with some coffee now? I, I got some. Yeah. And so, like I showed last week, I've got my new bl- white on black Root Awakening mug. I usually have my white one that I've been drinking out of for the last two years. And I've been wanting, wanting one of these. I got one last time I was there. When was, when was I there? Like two weeks ago or something? Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Whew. Man, time's flying by. Hey, I uh, guess, guess your old friend, your old Utah friend, Robert Redford. You know, he, he you know he sold Sundance. He did? After 50 years, his family sold Sundance Resort to about two or three different conglomerations. Uh, very, um, very uh, earth preservation. What are they called when uh, very ne- eco-friendly? Yeah, all that, you know, yeah. um, to help preserve and maintain the preservation of Sundance. They don't want to see it get parceled out into, you know, whatever. And they've they've given I don't know how many acreage to be uh, like natural habitats, you know, protected lands. BLM. Yeah, so they sold not not BLM, but protected, you know, oh, okay. privately owned, protected. But uh, anyway, so he he did after fifty years, fifty years, he sold um, Sundance. It had but, to be a whole draining of the finances. It had to. I have no idea. All I know is that that was that was last year. Well, guess what I saw yesterday. He's selling his 30-acre horse ranch, which is right there on the uh, Deer Creek and Provo River. And it's it's like for his horses. He barely has like a 1,200-square-foot farmhouse on the property. The 30 acres are for his horses to roam freely. Wow. What about his franchise with the Sundance Corporation? Is he He's still there. He's, yeah. So, he, so this is called... Um, it's an, another one of his movies, his ranch. I forgot what it's called. I forgot what it is. It's based on one of his movies. But anyway. Horse Whisperer? Horse Whisperer Ranch. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> so he's got a 30-acre horse ranch that's literally touches the Deer Creek, Deer Creek, the lake, and the Provo River right over there in Charleston. A mere four-point something. Wow. And speaking of your friend Robert Refford, guess who called me uh, to uh, to do some uh, fly fish guiding for them the next three days? Wow. The Sundance people, huh? Yeah. So tomorrow, this is it, it'll it'll delay my two minute warning for the next couple of days. But I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, tomorrow and Thursday morning, I will be, and Friday afternoon, I will be. Uh, guiding for the resort so what part of the probe are you on i don't know i don't know i usually bring them up up here not the lower but up up to the middle simply because i know it really well and it's always it it it, not only does does it make sundance resort look good but it makes me look good as an independent guy you ever go above jordan now no it's private property until you get way up there and when you get way up there it's real there's no real fishing but uh, yeah, and so it makes Sundance Resort looks really good, and it makes me look really good as an independent when you put clients on you know eighteen inch 
20 inch trout yeah oh yeah do they give you a little jacket that says sundance on it no but i have a nice little shirt that says sundance on it oh, that's nice but how cool is that right so uh that's like that's awesome it's good it's good really i'm excited I, I, you know what? I could really use a couple, two or three. It is, they're, they're half days, so it's not like I'm gone all day long, right? I could use a couple couple half days on the water just to foobar. What is that? <laughs> I can never remember it. It's from sure. Babe. Remember Babe when Babe was talking to the lambs? The, the sheep? Foobar, you, whatever is it? I can never remember it. Come on, somebody out there in comment land. Well, you still got little, little ones, so you're probably well-versed in that. I'm a little removed from that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I watch Babe all the time. I know. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my little guys are into Bakugan and all that kind of stuff. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's little robots. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, apparently the, sh the sheep have a secret word that you can use and they'll obey you. And it's foo by you or something like that. I don't know. Look at look well, at look, words than people like flies. You right could now. translate that into a church thing. You know that. Secret I'm, sure word. I'm sure it's been can done. Can you say that make the little lambs fall in line? <laughs> uh -oh. oh, my gosh. You know what? You know what we need to give. You know what? You know how cats have catnip. We need sheep nip. <laughs> Let's go package some sheep nip and sell it to the masses. This will get you closer to God and make your pastor proud. Sheep nip. <laughs> get in line. Oh my gosh! All okay. things woke. There's no one's con no one's commenting. I think we've been abandoned. This show's going downhill. You know, they remember, don't forget, Tim prophesied, people come for me, but they stay for the rabbi. There ain't no rabbi anymore. There ain't no rabbi anymore. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's the second time I've brought him up today. Sorry, I apologize. I got to be now. Oh, you're killing me, Alan. Look at that. You're killing me, Schmiles. Isn't that what his name? Schmiles, whatever. Hook. 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 There's another movie. All right, we got to stop with the kids' movies. Oh, man. <laughs> oh boy! Oh man! Go far, bra. Is that is that it? Then what am I thinking of? Foo by you. Isn't that another one from another movie or something? Where you like center yourself with a foo by you? <laughs> and it, somebody just watched that three second that three second clip and saw me and heard me say center myself while I did this, and they're thinking we're all new agey now. Oh man, Baram you. There you go. So it's Go Fabra, Bamra You, and uh, and uh, Kumbaya. <laughs> sheep nip. These we have three flavors of sheep nip. Somebody needs to write this down. We have three flavors of sheep nip: Go Fabra, Baram You, and Kumbaya. <laughs> Available at the Planet Blue Media Store. Oh my gosh. Oh. There you go. My tongue is. Oh, never. I shouldn't say that. No. Well, well, no. Nah, I don't, I don't want to go there. 
See, pastor, you can't trust these pastors, man. I know, man. They like to park, park wherever they want, and they and they do that. Where are you? You're over there. Oh boy, kind of a pay cut from doing incorruptible, I guess. What are we talking about? Crazy stuff. Good stuff. Your breed, your fleece, your clan be true. Sheep be true. <laughs> That's awesome, Marie. Oh my gosh. Look at that. See, she even did the ba. That's awesome. Oh, where's Aspen? She remembers something Ari told us to do. Uh, like, see you later, alligator, something like that. He had a one liner that we used on the show once. Oh, look at this. Numbers are just plummeting. I'm just kidding. Come on. Don't get serious. I'm just teasing about the numbers. I don't do this for the numbers. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get a plane, but I don't do this for the numbers. Oh, my gosh. So, Lenny. Go ahead. I have nothing. <laughs> I'm surprised I've gotten this far. Whew. I need to get a nap. I need to write. I need to. Oh, I am so behind in my writing. Just, everything is just. There's just so much going on. I again. Um, I, I want to refer to last night's spiritual authority. Okay, go ahead. Boy, I'll tell you if that with the discernment behind it has got to be the chief thing that the body of Messiah needs to learn to navigate what's coming. Right there. I mean, uh, that that's called righteousness. That's what righteousness is. It was the fact that Korah could not understand the authority that Moses was in under Yahweh. And uh, he had no faith. He had no faith in what not only was lived out, but uh, any understanding of Torah, even though it wasn't complete by then. But they had, they had, the, um, they knew his ways, and there was no faith. And uh, we know that we know the phraseology: faith comes by hearing, and hearing by Torah, by uh, observing, by listening to it. And uh, th that's an area that you say that word; it can mean so many different things. In, in uh, modern Christianity, but when you look at faith, when you look at what it really takes to believe the Torah and everything he said and how it is Messiah, the living Torah, um, the, the church is clueless, totally clueless on that. Yeah. And their whole idea of faith is skewed. Yeah. It really, really is. Well, and, and we saw that just in the last five years. I mean, Main uh, a huge portion of Christianity would not. It's not that they couldn't. They chose not to believe that God would use a man like Trump, regardless of all the prophecies, regardless of all the um, proof texts, regardless of, you know. I mean, when you start believing that God can't do whatever God wants to do with whatever and whoever, Wow, you've you've set yourself up pretty high, haven't you? Right? I know God's heart. I know God's mind. God would never do that. God would never use that person. That contradicts and conflicts with the Bible. 
that he's not godly. He's a sexual this and that, and he this and this and that, and he's divorced and this. He's he's not even a Christian. God would never use a non-Christian. And it's like, have you ever read the Bible? Well, I don't believe in the New Testament. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it doesn't mean that God wouldn't be God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what they're actually saying is, I don't trust God. Right. Because my God wouldn't use a Trump because my God isn't that. That's not, that's not my God. My God would never do that. You talk about religious spirit. And that's exactly On what both Korah sides did. of the aisle, both Torah and Christian. Right. Oh my God. And, and that's exactly what Korah did. Yep. Exactly. For the betterment of the people, we have to remove Moses from leadership because he's an unfit leader. And he's made himself Lord over us. He's made himself Lord over us. He didn't believe that God would use a man like Moses. God would never use a man like Moses. Look at Moses. We've been out here for how long? Where's my land? Where's my inheritance? Where's my sheep and cattle? They said those things. You haven't delivered, Moses. You promised, that, you promised us a promised land. And we're out here in the desert eating crap called manna, and we don't know when we're going to get water next. You're an unfit leader. And you you think, and I guarantee you, Korah was also uh, in high judgment against Aaron. Yeah. Well, yeah, because remember, remember what Moses said? Oh, and now you want the priesthood too? Oh, you Levites, you Levites have overstepped your bounds because Aaron is the priesthood. The Levites supported the priesthood, yeah. and the Levites rebelled. Oh, it was a... Do you know there's so much in that show. little almond that budded on that staff? People don't realize. that You know, they call it the divine fruit. The reality about that almond was on the outer shell, what's inside is just so much more magnificent because it's pure protein. And the reality is it's just a picture of humanity, too, and it's a picture of Yeshua. And when they looked at Aaron, he was one of those imperfect priests, and Korah was just this magnificent, just like Satan. Uh, he wanted to shine yeah. because he was probably more religious than anything else. And uh, Korah got knocked up. Well, yeah. he got eaten up by Hades, yeah. shall I say. And yeah, the same thing that we we saw the last four or five years with Christianity is yep. what Cora did, and it's like I don't trust God, and and if and if this is God, I really don't want a part of it, and I'm going to pick up a plaque with three letter acronym instead. See, that's because that's what they did. I guarantee you, more than seventy five percent of Christians that said no to Trump picked up that three letter acronym plaque and stood yep. on the corners with their little white children in suburbia they traded in the, the spirit of prophecy for a spirit of marxism spirit of antichrist that's it's insane it's scary terrifying how do you come back from that man i mean besides repenting and you know these people don't feel like they need to repent 
Well, it says when the judgments of God are in the earth, then men will learn righteousness. They're intellectually superior to us, dumbasses that voted Trump. I love those memes that are out there, you know. You know, everyone's a Christian, so it's just, everything starts getting biblical. And uh, all your conspiracy—we've run out of conspiracy theories because they've all come true, or whatever. They're all happening. You know, it's just—it's it's, it's crazy. We got alien stuff coming up, man. Did you see what I posted about the giant? It's amazing. At the three-minute yeah, mark, it says something. You now, you can be the giant too. I mean, whatever the, whatever at that, I forgot what marker it is when they talk about the, the, the biggest selfie, whatever, listen to what they say after the biggest selfie part. Wow. Somebody you know, goes, they're, they're, somebody they're, goes right they're trying to backpedal and dumb it down. The United States government. Yeah. Someone they're says, really please. backpedaling right now. Yeah, someone said, "Please, please tell me this is the the the, the Babylon B." I'm like, I, I can't because <laughs> it's not. Yes. Hey, this should be a very interesting season of the Basilisk with what oh, all. Oh yeah. On. Wonder what it's going to hold. Hmm. You would think last year a lot of deception and lies. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you would you would have thought that last year would have been interesting, but it it had already been it was already in the hap it was already happening. We've had a bit of a lull. Uh, I think like what did I call it a demonic lull? It's just something's going on. It's been a bit of kind of a lull, and now we're about to. I think we we might be entering into a very interesting season of the basilisk. Yeah, it's. Still really quiet out there. Yeah. Really quiet. <sighs> you know, it's their, uh, they're coming up. Well, I better stay away from that. I can't say that. <laughs> oh, man. We'll go to jail if I do. Yeah, no one wants to go to jail. Well, yeah, prison sucks too. Yeah. yeah. I like what Trimmer said yesterday. A, tor a Cora observant community. Yes. Oh, a Cora observant community. Yeah. And I gotta go talk to a bunch of them. I gotta go talk to a bunch of them in August. Torah terrorists and the Shabbat police. So, what's the exact opposite of linen? That's what I should wear. Because there's some people that are pushing linen. <laughs> so weird. Animal skins. Really? I should show up looking like I don't have any dreads. I don't have any dreads. I could have shown up like I could have you know Jeremiah Johnson, man, was, you're from that country. <laughs> I was never I was never John the Baptist for Halloween. Yeah, there you go. With the dreads, yeah. I could have been John the Baptist. I gotta find something to trigger linen wears. <laughs> oh my gosh, these poor goat people. skins. These poor people. Oh, snakeskin. I, I could wear a full snakeskin outfit head to toe. That'll really convince them that I'm part of the reptilian uh, thingamajigger. Watch my eyes. <laughs> you know, I got the first time I was on that, 
Now you see TV channel. People were saying that. He's a reptilian. His church is called Chameleon Church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. People are freaking insane. Uh, People are crazy, man. People are just flat out. You're just flat out crazy. Why? Stop doing that. Go to Jesus. Oh man, you know what? The the, the that song by Chuck Gerard is there's video of him playing it live at a Catherine with Catherine Coleman and Chuck Smith. Oh yeah. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Jesus. Just come back to Jesus, man. Don't make it all freaking weird about all your weird crap. Golly. That's when the Jesus movement was innocent. Oh, my gosh. That's all they wanted to know. It was pure. It was pure and innocent. I remember it. I remember. People would spontaneously speak in tongues and they never even heard of it before. And miracles would happen from that. So last time we had a revival. In, yep. in, in in the U.S., uh, in the West, that I know of, a legitimate one. And it had nothing to do with man. had everything to do with God. The last one, I believe, was in 06 when it came to the re- coming back to Torah. Some people say 08. I saw it happening in 06, but that's besides the point. What do I know? Um, yeah, the return to Torah 15 years ago. And I knew I, I knew it was going to happen What where we're at now. Real sheep wear wool. <laughs> that's our tagline. Sheepnip. We have three versions of sheepnip for you. Has did somebody write these down? Let's 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 write these down because we got to write these down. What are, are the name of those three versions of sheepnip? Um, here they Kumbaya are. Yeah, this one. Well, that was the last one. Yeah. All right, we have three versions of sheepnip for you at the Planet Blue Media Store. Go Fabra, Baramu, and Kumbaya. Sheepnip, because real sheep wear wool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh God, we gotta do something. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something with that. Oh man. Hey, and while we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do with with that, you're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical Antidotes for the Modern Man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.